discover the inherent power of God in you. Whether there are challenges or not, we are still the same, we are constant. God is constant, God does not change. And that is the life that we have received. It says Jesus Christ is the same yesterday, today and forever. That is the same life we have also received. We are also the same yesterday, today and forever. What kind of life? We, we, we are the same because we have the same life with Christ. So when you think about God, think about you. Because everything he is, that is why he told Abraham, he said, I am your, your exceeding great reward. God gave himself as a reward to Abraham. And we are the seed of Abraham. Therefore, we have inherited God himself. Listen to Pastor Oti Boateng as Christ is magnified in you. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. You are welcome to um, our very last um, day, the very last day of our conference, of our seed sowing conference. Um, We've had Reverend George share something very wonderful with us, um, which was played in our our churches on Sunday. And then we had um, Professor Adam also sharing very powerfully, you know, with us on Wednesday as well. And tonight we have a very wonderful um, session as well. Tonight we have... um, a wonderful panel discussion on on giving, on sowing, on seed sowing, and I believe it to be a very a big blessing to you, big 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 blessing to you. So, without much ado, I want us to just get into it very quickly, um, give it all your attention, give it all your heart. You will learn so much to bless you. So, I'll be back after some few minutes. Enjoy. God bless you. Good evening, people of God. You are all welcome to tonight's talk show centered on seed sowing. As we all know, our annual seed sowing day is coming off just this Sunday in about two days. And I am confident that we have all prepared our seeds and are all ready to give our best to God, to the glory of his name. Hallelujah. I'd like to take this opportunity to thank our Father and the Lord for this wonderful platform he has created for us to talk about such an important topic as giving. Hallelujah. So tonight we are blessed to have some very anointed people with us. These people are mighty givers. Hallelujah. And I think it's such a privilege to be seated here with them. Hallelujah. So from my right, we have Mr. Dominic Dotumo. Thank you. And Elder Ebenezer Safo Edu. Thank you. And Pastor Yvonne Jovo. Thank you. Hallelujah. People of God, it's such an honor to have you here with us. Likewise. <laughs> All right. So, we are talking about seeds, right? Yeah. Seed sowing. This Sunday, something very powerful is about to happen. And I would like to ask this question. We have so many financial commitments in church. We have tithes. We have partnerships. We have offerings. But then the Bible describes seed as precious seed. I want to understand what's what's the soul difference from what is how different is seed from the other things that we pay in church? What is so special about it? Can a can a Christian live without it? What's what's so special about it? Yes, so, thank Mr. you, Dominic. Thank you, Adazani. You're welcome. So. I mean, the Bible talks about different types of giving. They are the first food, they are the tithes, we have free will offerings and all that. They are all different. Just because God has named it means it's different. So we can't use our own understanding to want to put everything into one bucket. So, I mean, we've discussed, I think yesterday we really went through 
the different types and each one has a purpose. This very one is quite unique. Uh, if you read the Bible clearly, there are different times whereby God asks people to bring a certain sacrifice to him at a particular time. You know, we need to value God. And when God speaks, we don't take his word for granted and try to make our own meanings out of it. And when God says something, it's important to him. And he's actually communicating that to us. So there are times whereby God will say, at this particular time in the year, I want my people to do A, B, and C. We need to, are we his children? If you are his children, we will obey and we are going to do it. So once God has mentioned it, it's important. It has to be important to us. So when you read, I mean, Elkanah in Second Samuel 1 verse 2, he and his family said once a year, they go to Jerusalem to give their daily vow, their yearly vow, their yearly sacrifice, which tells you that it's something that his family did every, every year. It's talking about this. The early church also, if you read Second Corinthians chapter 9, verse 1 to 2, Paul was actually encouraging the church at the time to get ready that they have been prepared for a year citing the same thing so right from the beginning from the bible to the early church is now why should we stop in our time something that is actually going on so it's it's very important it's a special time and it's a yearly sacrifice to god i also think we should be happy and be excited that god in his love and wisdom is telling us the time and what he wants i mean if your lover tells you this year I, this one to make me happy. Mm-hmm. I think it makes it very easy. It for makes you. your job very easy. It makes it very easy. easy. <laughs> yeah. Just to find that and present because you know that's what to make your lover happy. Yeah. So God loves us. He always wants to fellowship with us in love and has given us a particular time, particular season, and a particular request on what He's asking from us to present that's actually going to make Him, make him happy. And as children, we need to actually obey. So we should consider it a huge blessing that God gives us avenue to express our love and also help us to grow in love. And giving is a principal way for growing in love. We can't avoid it. So this is a very special time. It's not like any other offering or any other giving. It's a sacrifice. You need to remember that. And sacrifice needs to meet a requirement Otherwise, it will be accepted or not accepted. So you cannot just sacrifice anything. Otherwise, it will not qualify. But we are blessed that God is telling us exactly what is required from us. So it makes it easy. And we should be excited and should do it out of joy for God. Wow. Wow. Very powerful. Very powerful. Elder Ibn, do you have anything to add? Okay. As he was talking, what was ministered to me was John 4, verse 10, that... When Jesus met the Samaritan woman, he said, if only you knew. Sometimes the challenge is we don't know who is asking us for the seed. I mean, if you know, if let's say Bill Gates asks you to give him 100 Ghana cities, you'll be in a hurry because you know him and you know how much he's worth. So if only we knew who is asking us for the seed, I don't think anybody in his right senses would doubt to give to somebody who owns it all. So the challenge is that if you know who is asking you for the seed, you would not be running around asking what you are supposed to give because there's no way you can outgive the man 
what he's given us is way better. But what he wants you to do is to lose what you are holding so that he can give you something better. There is a picture that always comes to mind when it comes to giving. I think it was told by Billy Graham that a child who has been playing by, with sand does not know the interesting beaches of Miami. So when you tell him that you are sending him to Miami, he's always interested in that small sand that he's playing with. And sometimes that's the challenge. If only we could cast our eyes wide and see who is asking us and what God really has for us. As the word says in First uh, Corinthians 2, that eyes have not seen, neither have ears heard what God has prepared for them that love him. And he said, if you love him, you would give. So it, I always want to be in a part of being a lover of God because eyes would, I cannot see what God has prepared for me. So I believe that if we know who is asking us for the seed, you will not be asking these questions. The problem is that you don't know who is asking you for the seed. You think that it's just somebody that is trying to bully you. But if you know it's God asking for the seed, I mean, you would not, if the question you ask yourself is, if God came to me right now and asked me for money, would I give it to him? Or would I refuse? And that is what we should, we should have that personal thing with God that this is God that I'm giving to. And if it's God that I'm giving to, how would I give to God? And I think it would make us real with what we are doing because it is God that we are dealing with. He is the better giver. And I always say that God is not normal. So he will do crazier, better things than what you have given him. So that is see so in the fact that we shouldn't, it's an opportunity that God is giving us to be a part of what he is doing. Whether we like it or not, what God wants to be done would get done. The question is, will you be part? I would always want to be on the part of God's side. And that is why it's important that we partake in this blessing. It's an opportunity, it's a privilege, a rare privilege that I see that upon all men in the world, when God wanted people to actually help do what he wants to do, he practically chose me and said, I'm being a part of it. And it's an opportunity I'll never miss in this world. So I don't want anyone to miss this opportunity. Whether any opportunity you have such as this, make, take very good advantage of it because you may look back and wonder, God asked me for this. Just like the woman by the wall. She didn't miss it when she was revealed to who was asking her to actually draw water for. So that is what we are doing. We are, God is asking us for something and we shouldn't hesitate. Wow, God bless you very much. You know, I think that um, giving is a shortcut in the realm of the spirit. Like as is written in 2 Corinthians chapter 9, verse 8, it says, it makes all grace abound to you. Okay, I see like a cheat code. Like, if you want something, you don't have to work for it. All you have to do is to give for it. I don't think the other, like your free will offering may not give you this effect. But when you say, okay, I see this wonderful thing going on and I want to give for it so that I also see it happening in my life, it makes it happen. That's the power of your seed. Hallelujah. Pastor Yvonne, um, I'm interested to know, does the amount I sow matter? Can I just sow anything? For instance, me, I don't work. I'm a student. This is what I have. The whole semester, all I've gotten is 100 Ghana CDs. And I came to church and a quota was given. Do I have to miss the quota? Is it important to miss the quota? 
Hallelujah. Uh, thank you for your question. But first of all, I would like to thank my parents in the Lord, Pastor and um, Dr. Otiwateng, for giving me this wonderful opportunity to uh, be a part of this panel. Um, for my answer, I would say yes and no. Um, no in the sense that when you look at the story of um, the widow, when you read Luke um, chapter 21 from verse 1 to 4, it talks about how uh, the people put, brought their money to God and that of the lady or that of the widow brought her two mites and it was uh, well-pleasing to God. With respect to someone, um, in this context, the amount doesn't really matter, but it's, respect to, it's with respect to the sacrifice being made at that point in time. So when you are looking at a fixed value in this context, I would say no because it is what costs you, is what you give to God. David said, I will not give anything to God that will not cost me. So when it comes to giving to God, something that matters to you is what you give. So to someone, the person can give a million dollars, but he gave out of abundance. But to someone, that was his all. So there's a great difference here. Someone gave a sacrifice, and someone just gave out of abundance. So with respect to value or amount, in this case, it will not matter. However, when you read a first, and I'll say yes again, because when you read First Chronicles from chapter 21, 29, sorry, from verse 1 to 6, 7, 8, uh, King David was very specific when he was saying this thing. He said a word. He has given his all. When it was time for him to build the temple of God, he gave gold for gold. He gave silver for silver. He gave wood for wood. And he gave iron for iron. These are very specific things. In the temple, what was needed for gold, he gave that gold. What was needed for silver, he gave that silver. So when we want to bring it in our today, we are building God something. We are doing God's work, whatever project it is. And God has given us specifics. Bring um, 2,000, bring 2,500, bring 5,000, whatever it is. You have to meet that quota because... That money is needed. That specific amount is needed to build the temple of God at that time. Or it's, it's needed to build what God wants to build in our time or when it comes to love economy. So when you are giving an amount and you choose to undermine it, or maybe you are, you've been asked to give 2000 and you give 500 it's as good as saying that you are giving wood for gold in a certain way. So it's important. And God gives seed to the sower. No matter if you are willing. And he, when you read through our scripture, he talks about giving willingly. But that doesn't mean that you are supposed to give in comfort. There are two different things. God is not saying give in comfort. So if you have the power, if he has given you the grace to be able to gather that amount and you don't do it, then you come and say that, oh, because I am a student, so I'm going to sow less than what they've given me because I am not working. However, he has ministered seed unto you but you did not take that grace to gather the seed that you were supposed to do. And as my brother Dominic said, um, they give, it's, it's a, a yearly sacrifice. So they've given you a whole year to prepare for the sacrifice. And grace was made available for you to meet that quota. So if you really love God indeed, 
and you are enthusiastic about the things of God, you would be enthusiastic about gathering money whichever way. He has given you the seed. You should ask God, how can I gather it? Some people go the extra mile of even starving themselves and gather the money. Not because they want to meet the quota so that they will not be reprimanded, but they love God to the point that they are willing to sacrifice whatever they have so that they can see the gospel move forward. So they prepare every month, they put together whatever comes to them. They recognize, and the co- with respect to seed sowing, is as uh, Reverend George Arthur said some time ago, there is continuity of life in seed. So one, when God gives you a fruit, or when God gives you money, there is a seed portion of it. And let me use the um, apple fruit as an example. When you are eating apple, you don't take the seeds as well. You take the, out the seed and you sow it so that you can sustain getting apple over and over again. So when God gives you any amount of money, there's a seed aspect and there's a bread aspect. So it is wisdom for you to know which one is the seed and you gather it every time till the day God requires it from you. So the amount that you sow is very important and the timing is also important. Genesis 8.22 says that word, there is seed time and harvest. When you, when, you read the, uh, when you read the scriptures, it said seed time. So there's a time to sow seed and there's a like, time to harvest forever. He didn't add harvest time. He didn't say harvest time. He said seed time and harvest. So there's a particular time that God has ordained that you need to sow this thing. This is the time that you would get more benefit in what you have sown. So you don't sit down and you choose the time you want to sow your seed. God is a God of order. He likes things to be done decently in, and in an orderly manner. When you read Second Corinthians 4.40, that is what it talks. God likes it when everything is done in order. So when he has given you a mandate that, okay, first of August, do this, it's just wisdom for you to follow through. So yes, the amount is important. It should cost you something because if you can give or buy credit or buy clothes that are so expensive, but when it comes to God, you are grudging in your heart, then it's, 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 it's hallelujah. Hallelujah. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Amen. That's, that's very, very, very powerful. And I totally agree with you. I think that everybody should be able to sow something. Yeah, everybody's a candidate, hallelujah. Can we go to Matthew chapter 25, verse 29? I want us to look at a scripture there. Okay, so, for unto everyone that hath shall be given, and he shall have abundance. But from him that hath not shall be taken away even that which he hath. Hallelujah. Now, you know, when you look at the second part of it, it says that, but from him that hath not, that from him that hath not shall be taken away. That means that even you that you think that you don't have anything, the Bible is saying that even that which you have will be taken away. I hope we are getting the point. That means that even the person who says that they don't have anything, you have something to give. Everybody has something to give. The widow thought she didn't have anything to give. The one with Elisha, she thought she didn't have anything to give. But when she looked at it, she had something to give. It was her last, but it was still something. And because she gave that last, she got more. Hallelujah. Wow. All right. So, Elder Eben. Would you say that um, preparation towards seed sowing is very important? Like, 
how okay right now we've spoken about all these wonderful things we know that it's important to give we know that we are all candidates to sow we know that the timing is important it's seed time now hallelujah now i'm ready to sow my seed what what do i do do i just bring my seed on sunday and just drop it at the altar and hey i've sown or what what do i do what do i what are the steps to sow in my seed thank you so with regards to preparation i mean preparation we've been given a whole year to prepare so you definitely have to prepare towards sea sowing I believe that in as much as there is the body doing this, you need to have that personal revelation of what is happening because it is you and God at the end of the day. One thing I learned lately is the fact that our honor to God is seen in our honor to men. And it was a big revelation I got um, during the Art of Evangelism Conference in Kumasi that if you, if you think that you can obey God and you can't obey your pastor, then you have a problem. You are not actually, you can't obey God when you can't obey the pastor that God has given you. And I think um, that was what uh, Prophet Adam was trying to teach us yesterday, that our honor to God is actually our honor to pastority. So when daddy is, God has given him that vision, that on the 1st of August. So it's actually God asking us to give. So when you are coming to give to God, what would you have done? So first, you need to prepare the seed, and you also need to prepare your heart because the heart with which you give is very important. The Bible tells us that the heart is actually the soil in which the seed is sown. So it's important that you prepare your heart. The things that you might have said before the seed sowing that this I pray that anybody that has said anything concerning sea sowing, you actually pray for forgiveness before you actually bring your seed to the altar. Don't come after you've actually denounced your own seed. You've prepared a whole year, and then you are just saying that these people and the target, this, this, and that. You're actually speaking to God, and you are coming back to give to God what? So it's important that the Bible even says that when you are bringing your seed and you have a grudge with someone. It means that you have a grudge with the pastor. You need to prepare your heart before you come to give on Sunday. And it's very, very important. So if you have said anything concerning seed sowing, especially this first August seed sowing, I pray that you ask for forgiveness for that and know that God actually is working through our man of God. And this is a prophet that God has given us. He said, I'll give you pastors after my own heart who feed us with knowledge and understanding, we would not have known how God works had it not been the teachings the man of God has given us. So it's important that you prepare your heart towards Sunday, that especially if you have any grudge towards God, which is the grudge that what you've spoken ill of towards the seed sowing, so that your ground for the seed is well prepared and you get a bountiful harvest. So it's important that on Sunday you come prepared gleefully so happy cheerfully that god i have been counted among the living to be a part of this exercise actually it's a privilege i'm so privileged that i mean i'm honored to be here and that i'm also being honored by god 
to actually be count worthy to give to God. Love economy is a fertile ground. It's so wonderful. And I'm sure testimonies abound. So once you are given like that, give gleefully. And you'll be surprised what the almighty giver, the God who is not normal, will do for you. So you need to prepare your heart. Wow. Sister Dominic, would you like to add something? Yeah, thank you. I think one question I like to ask is, I always like to, when it comes to giving, is your heart in the giving? Is your heart in the sacrifice? There's a giving you give, you feel it. Like, you, you know, like your heart needs to be there. Like, you know, Elder Eben was saying, you need to prepare both your heart and the sacrifice. The sacrifice will not be accepted if one of them is not meeting the requirement. So, I mean, you could have the, what is required, but you've not prepared your heart. It's as you will not experience the blessings that it actually comes with. So you need to prepare your heart and also prepare the sacrifice. If you don't work on both, it will be as giving money to just a relative and just take care of yourself and that's fine. So you need to make sure your heart is in your giving. The giving needs to go with your heart so that it's pleasing. It becomes a sweet-smelling fragrance to God. Is it a sweet? You can know by yourself if what you are given is actually a sweet smelling fragrance. If not, you need to rethink it. So preparation is very important, both for the the sacrifice and both your heart. Yeah. Would you say that it is um, right to place a demand or put an assignment on the seed that you are sowing? Like, can you say, God, because of this seed that I'm sowing, I want to see this and this in my life? And do you have any experiences along those lines? I mean, if you, if you actually think about it well, what you, God is actually asking for your blood. I mean, in the olden days, people go and sacrifice animals. If God told us to bring blood today, I don't know where I'll go and find blood. But when you think about it properly, it's actually your sweat and blood. It's actually your, your hard work. And the life of the body is in the blood. If the body was not strong by the blood, you cannot do the work that brought the money. The walking around with the tally cut, it's your blood, it's your sweat. So that's actually what God is actually asking for. So yes, if you're placing a demand on it, it's not out of place at all. Because it is your blood that's actually going. And God will honor you. Wow. I don't know if anyone has had any testimony along those lines. You sowed a seed expecting something in particular. And you saw the Lord move in a special way along those lines. Well, I can share something, but I wasn't expecting something in particular. But I mean, this was in 2018. I just joined church that very year. And uh, I, was, I was really happy. I felt at home. I believe, like, I finally have a place where I'm quite excited about it. So, but I didn't believe in seed sowing. <laughs> so, I was mean, a scam. <laughs> I, didn't believe, I didn't believe in it. I felt like it was a scam. Like you rightly said, like this, this thing. I mean, I'll pay my offering. I'll pay my tithe by sowing seeds. I mean, what is that? Let's be serious. Let's be serious. <laughs> but it's not, I have not done any research. I have not even... Sometimes you stay in your ignorance. You don't ask people about it. I didn't approach anybody about it. I just had all of these ideas floating around the place. And that's what I held on to. But that year, I mean, it was a 15th opportunity. And uh, the pastor Nana was the branch assistant branch pastor for Spinkter's Church, and he will not let you sleep. It's like well, you have to. So I was like, "What is, you know?" So I said, "You know what? I, I don't believe in this seed sowing thing, but I'm happy with where I am. The word of God is actually blessing me, and what I do, everything I've been hearing so far is actually true. 
So whatever they are saying about this could also be true. Like, it is true, so why not? So I decided to really sow some. But it wasn't a demand. I was like, thank you, God. Like, I'm really happy for my life. Where I've come where I'm. So I decided to empty my bank account that year. So I actually did. I took, went, took everything that I had and actually, you know, gave it out. And it was, I mean, it was a good opportunity. December 25th is right around the corner. It was a very dry Christmas, actually. Uh, you know, my company mostly asked people to go and leave at the time. But I said I wouldn't go and leave because I have nothing to go to. So we will stay and work. So I, I stayed. I mean, on the, I think after 4th of January, I got a message from my boss's boss who asked me, Am I okay? I was like, yes, like, has my manager told me I've been promoted? That's from my manager's manager. That's like a level higher. I was like, you know, oh, really? Actually, you've been promoted. Everything is sorted out. There is formalities, but it's done. Approvals have been made. I didn't know there was a promotion. Wow. I didn't know there was a vacancy somewhere. I was is not something think- that usually happens it, where you it work? It doesn't. I mean, when a promotion, you, how do you even hear about it? It just, I was like, wow. This seed sowing thing. There's something inside. There's something. So from that point, I started to really make it a point to really do. And I always try to make sure it cost me. And like I said, I gave my all. I didn't die. I'm still here. I mean, sometimes you think if you give what you have, life will come to an end. You won't die. (laughs) Whoever you are listening to me right now, you will not die. Give it. Give it. Honor God. And it's going to be amazing. I mean, God has done so much and he's doing so much for us. So put God to the test. Yeah. Yeah. I I think that if what you are given doesn't move you, it definitely will not move God. You, the human being, is not moving you. It it hasn't broken your bank. Nothing has happened. And you expect it to move God. I, I don't think so. It doesn't work like that. It's a sacrifice. You have to give something that will cost you. Your precious seed. You must come weeping. You must come weeping as you come sowing that seed. Don't, don't come crying, please. Come cheerfully. But you understand what we are trying to say. Hallelujah. Yeah, hallelujah. So, now I've given my seed. What do I do? Is it magic? Do I just wait for things to happen or I move? What do I do? Okay. Hallelujah. Um, even if you look at um, a farmer, the seed can be good. The soil can be fertile um there can be wonderful sunshine but there is a key ingredient or there's a key thing that you have to do when you sow your seed that is watering the seed it's very important all these other factors can be in place but if you don't give the seed water it will not grow spiritually speaking love economy is a very fertile ground we have many testimonies a lot of people have sown and they have reaped from here. So if you are not seeing any result, then it means that there is something you are not doing. So when you sow your seed, you have to water it. And how do we water our seeds? Through thanksgiving. There is no way that you can get results without thanksgiving. The only thing you have to busy yourself with after you've sown your seed is to give thanks to God for an answered prayer. Whatever demand you've laid on it, whatever thing you've said to it, whatever assignment you've given to it, start thanking God from day one till you see the result. The word of God says that one, if the cloud be full of what rain, it's 
empties itself. So praise and praise. Sing. It's not, I'm not talking about the atmosphere they create here and you sing and you laugh and you do all those things. Then you go back home and you go and mama in your heart. One, one, number one killer of seed is memory. Hallelujah. When you start grudging in your heart, when you start memorying and God, I have sown these seeds and two weeks has passed, three months has passed, six months has passed, I'm, I'm not seeing anything, uh, all these things, I've done all that you have said I should do, so why am I not seeing results? You are doing exactly what he said you shouldn't do. You are telling God that you are doing all, yet you are saying that in memory and you will not see the fruit of your labor, hallelujah. So instead, when you find yourself alone, sometimes you find yourself here. So you can be sustained by being happy. Okay, I've sown my seed. Glory be to God. I'm, see, I'm going to see results and all that. However, when you find yourself alone in your house or wherever you are, what are the thoughts that come to you? Do you start questioning all that you have done? When you do that, you negate everything that you've done. That there are spiritual principles. Thanksgiving is what brings like God, the power of God to the scene. So when you sow your seed, be expectant. Thank God every day. Whether you see it or not, it's not the problem. It's about your heart and being grateful and being thankful to him that, yay, I'm seeing results with my seed in Jesus' name. Amen. Hallelujah. Yeah, after giving, what do I do? I think I share with what Pastor Yvonne said. Thanksgiving. But most importantly, you see that that period is just to test your heart whether you actually believed in what you did. So your heart will be tested, and that is why you need to always be conscious of who you gave to. Because I see it as a fellowship life. So you are daily fellowshipping with the Holy Spirit, and therefore you will not be worried because you, you don't take the Holy Spirit out of everything. So, yes, you put a demand on your seed. But daily, as you are working with the Holy Spirit, there is an assurance that there is a guarantee of, you've already had, he said, given and receiving. So that means that you already have the receipt. And the Holy Spirit is in you to always remind you that, my friend, whatever you've given, it's already given to you. So I, one thing you need to do is to fellowship more after you're given. Because he would always show you things that are to come. Like I said, my seed, I knew that I would get my seed because one day we were in church and the Holy Spirit showed me me writing the check to the seed. So even though I had not gotten it, I knew that there was an assurance. That assurance is what the word of God that comes to you. So after giving, what you need to do is to believe some more that you are assured. And that comes with fellowshipping with the Holy Spirit and the word. Because that is the only assurance that you would have. Because you, you would know that this has already been answered. It's not now that it's going to be answered. But your inability to fellowship with the Holy Spirit, but rather look outside, instead of looking at what God has already done, would actually cause you to shake and waver. So always know that as a walk with the Spirit, even in giving, it's not as if I give and I just go away. You, it's by the Holy Spirit that you give. And it's, I always say that what you use to get what you got. It's what you use to maintain it. So if you got it by faith, don't sustain it by now, oh, what is in my account? You gave because you believe what God has said. So don't look at your account to know whether it has come or it has not come. Do you get it? You go by the Holy Spirit. So as you are not moved, it, it comes with an assurance. Yes, faith is 
the substance of things hoped for. So you have the substance. So you move with the word. It's not now that you are going to look for anything external. Our work is by believing. And you always believe to receive. So it is now that you have given, still walk with the Holy Spirit. Unless the Holy Spirit is dead, then you have no assurance. But once God is alive, he has said it. And surely he will do it. So the only way to actually, actually believe in what has happened already is to fellowship with the Holy Spirit. Once you feel that you are not um, having that time, always go back to fellowship. Or always, I would always say, have a, a gathering of believers around you. You hear one person's testimony. It will ginger you on that God is still doing this. So it's important. Fellowship with the Holy Spirit and fellowship with the right uh, group of people after giving. Don't go back. You are giving as an individual in church. Don't go back to your old friends who did not give with you. They have not heard this message. And now you go back to tell them that, how does God answer your giving? They do not understand what you, you knew what you did. So fellowshipping with the Holy Spirit will give you that assurance that I've given my seed. And now I know that I'm already, I know what is going to happen next year. Because he is the one to show us things to come. Sometimes I think that's the missing part. That we think seesawing is out of our own will. We did it ourselves. But if you know that it came by the Spirit, the Spirit of God enabled you to do it. It's the same Holy Spirit that will enable you to keep on and also hold on to the things that has already been received in the Spirit. So I'll say, after you have sown, still fellowship with the Holy Spirit. If you are doing that fellowship, there is no way in one time in your life, anytime I know that I'm getting worried, I know that my fellowship life is going down or that I'm not fellowshipping with the right people. Thoughts are, I've allowed thoughts to come in my head. So give thanks. Read your Bible, and most importantly, is the Holy Spirit you have. He would, he's the guarantee of what you've already sown. So walk with the Spirit. You would know that you will not fulfill the desires of the flesh, in that you will not be looking for an, a certain amount to know that it has come. You walk with that assurance. I remember last year especially, after the seed sowing, we gave the first one, and then the second one, like, I gave the second one, so I gave the target the second one. The first one, I gave what God asked me. Then I raised money to actually add to what I was given. Then during the prayer meeting in the evening, Pastor Daniel organized a prayer meeting in the evening. And I saw literally rain. Like I was wet. So I was looking around to see if it was raining around everybody. And God told me I had accepted your sacrifice. Since then, I didn't think about it again. Because I had a sure word from God that my seed had already been received. Once that is gone... What again? I have that sure word. I walked through the whole year, not asking even when it was going to come. You just be there and another contract come. Now you are the one placing demand on how much amount you want to put in. So I believe that the fellowship life should not be disjointed. We should not have a giving life, a prayer life. It's all one. We have the spirit who is working in us. So continue fellowshiping the Holy Spirit. You get that peace. You get that assurance. Once you get it, you move. In Jesus' name. Amen. Wow. Mr. Dominic. Wow. <laughs> so I think if God is faithful to give you seed, be rest assured whatever comes with the seed, he'll provide. Because if he's not going to do it, he wouldn't give you the seed. So you've been able to raise the seed and be rest assured that God will do the rest. You know, he mentioned fellowship. That is like what you know, Pastor Yvonne said, what Edelben is saying. Fellowship to hear instructions. Because God... Money is not going to drop one day whilst you are praying from heaven and you, Ghana must go will show up. It will come with instructions. Do this. Talk to this person. 
do that. It will come. So you fellowship to hear instructions on what to do next. Because the money will not, God is not a magician. Sometimes we, it's not, it's not a magician. So you fellowship to hear and don't be in a hurry to do something in the flesh out of fear. You see, Jesus cried. He a lot of them, but he just never ran anywhere because he was always working with the spirit to know what am I doing at a particular time, at the right time. So fellowship to hear instructions on what to do, where to be, who to speak to, what to try, what to start. So that's why we fellowship, so we can get that. So that's what I want to ask. So you fellowship to listen to instructions. Now that you soul, you fellowship to hear instructions as to what to do. And continue with every other thing that you do as a child of God, growing out spiritually, staying in the word of God, everything. And I'm telling you, once God is ready to give you the seed, be rest assured. Whatever comes with it, he's going to do it. So fellowship to hear instructions. Wow, in Jesus' name. Yeah, and I remember Father and the Lord talking about working. After you have given, don't just sit down. Do something. And it's, it also stems from what the point you just raised. Do something. And the blessings of God are going to be expressed through what you touch. If you don't touch anything, don't expect anything to be manifested. Don't. Don't expect it. Like we said, it's not magic. It's not going to drop from the sky. You have to move. You have to do something. And um, the point you raised, Pastor Yvonne, about not complaining, being um, patient, faith and patience, very, very important. After you sow your seed, just keep thanking God. Touch something. Do something. Allow God to, to move. Allow him to do something great through you. Hallelujah. And also, I think it's very important to note that um, don't only expect the returns to be monetary. Because God can bless you in many ways. There are many things that you don't pay for. You don't pay for health. You can have all the money in the world if you are struck with a certain disease right now. Your seed can be the one that will save you. So don't sow with a mindset of, oh, I need to get this in return. Like, God needs to multiply my seed times 20 before I know that it worked. That, that, I think that's also a wrong mindset. Allow God to, to bless you. Allow God to do amazing things in your life because money doesn't really answer every single thing. Yeah, but even, do you have... A testimony I know you've been sowing and I know you've seen some wonderful things happening in your life we want to know what seed sowing has done for you I always share my seed sowing or the giving testimony from two sides in the sense that I learned the hard way amazing so I always share that don't you don't need to learn from mistakes you can learn from other people's mistakes that's what wise people do. So personally, I learned that I have to put God first by seeing the life of a friend and mine, that he putting God first, he actually saw miraculous increase whilst I stagnated. So after that period, that was when Alpha was being built. I was building a house. The friend who was building a house, he decided that you hold on with his house before Alpha is built. And miraculously, he built like, let's say, 10 times what I built after he waited on God to make sure that Alpha was built. So that 
taught me a lesson that if you put God first, he actually solves your issue. And since then, I realized that I would not put my needs first before that of God. It's just a principle that God wants to test our heart, what we prioritize. And personally, like I said, I always say that my life is an unending testimony of God's supply. I didn't have my seed before this particular shoot. But right before the shoot, I got a call that some program that I sent to a particular company has been approved and they are preparing the check for me. So I can share testimony almost every single day of God's provision. It's like every day God provides. Every single day God provides something for me. And therefore, I also have learned that sense that if he provides, I have a saying that if it's God's will, then it's God's bill. So at the end of the day, if God is the one that is actually wants this done, then he would provide. So there's no need for me keeping the money. So I can share countless testimony from my promotion at work for various contracts. I've always believed that I wanted a side job. And I felt that with what I do in church, Saturday and Sundays are basically the times that I'll have for um, uh, my side job. But I was committing in church. So how would I do a side job? However, COVID struck and everybody was crying everywhere. And that year was my best year ever. And this year, I thought that was the end. Supernatural accomplishment. Maybe what I got in COVID is like child's play as compared to this year. So it's like, it's an unending increase that I'm like, I would not hold anything back to God. I think Bishop Oedipo says that your limitations of your blessing is dependent on what you are unwilling to give God. So I'm unwilling to leave anything behind. Everything he asks, I'm willing to give because I've come to know who he is, that he can outgive me, that if I give him or empty my account, he would definitely empty his account. So who is bigger? God emptying his account. I mean, it's like when we're kids, we're having a play like you beat somebody and the person beats you bigger. So it's like using a small thing to go for a bigger thing. I rather prefer that I have a, the friend that I'm talking about says that I'll prefer God owing me than me owing God. So even in Titan, he's that I'll give God more than what I'm given, what actually I got. Because every time he wants God to actually be in this, I owe you. And imagine when God is repaying, he would definitely not bring, it's like talking to a big man, knowing that if, like it's wisdom to know that, okay, maybe if I take care of Bill Gates' kids, the man will just splash things on me. So that's more thing that I have. Let me just commit to what he is interested in. And you'll be surprised. Anytime he is giving you, it's bigger. So imagine the owner of the wealth of this world asking you for that small thing that you have. My friend, don't hold it. And one thing we need to also learn is to have a fellowship of givers. So that if you are among people who are always grumbling about giving, trust me, that is the end of your giving life. Every time you'll be talking about eh, eh, one thing or the other. If you are in a company of givers, you will be challenged. Don't be working with people who are not givers because they will tell you things that they have not experienced and that will be your story. I choose not to be like that. 
I choose to work with givers. I you are working with God, who is a giver. So gravitate towards givers, and your life, like you'll be telling who God is. I've come to know Him through my giving. Yeah. That now I your have giving faith. has worked on your heart. Yes, it has worked on my heart that now I know the God that I serve. Yes. That He cannot fail. When I tell people God is not normal, I mean it to the latter that he is not normal. So I will give my normal to him and then he gives me his abnormal. So as I get the attitude of God, the heart of God, because we are actually being made into Christ and therefore I'll give. I think either that he preached on that, that if you're a believer and your last testimony is like a year ago, I don't want that. I want to tell of God's goodness every day. Because the tender love of the Lord never ceases. His mercies endures forever. They are new every morning. So I don't want yesterday's manner. I want daily manner. So every day, I make sure that there are new mercies. And how do I participate in that? When I'm always letting it go. Because he's replenishing it. And that's the work with God. I think when you look at it, one reason why people hold on to their seed or... Um, hold back from giving is because they don't really trust God. They don't trust that if they give to God, they'll get something back or even something better. They don't believe it. So it goes to say that a lot of people have an issue, they have trust issues, and that stems from their love for God because there is no fear in love. If you really know how much God loves you and you also love God, you know that he will never leave you stranded. Like he said, he sold. He didn't die. Everybody sitting here is a crazy giver. They are all alive and even flourishing. They are doing very well in life. Hallelujah. Pastor Yvonne, I know you have some very wonderful testimonies and we'd love to hear them. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. So, um... One thing I would say is that um, seed sowing is actually an avenue that God gives you so that you become a faithful steward uh, of his wealth. If you want to be a prosperous person, there is no way that you can get there without having to give your best to God. And like you said, um, it's, it stems from a place of trust. If you know the person you are giving to, you will understand that there's nothing better or there's nothing too big to give to God. Personally, um, last year's seed sowing, there were three uh, specific demands that I laid on my seed, but I'll just share one. It, it has to do with my school. I was very specific about it. I told God that this seed that I'm sowing, I want to see, uh, I want to excel in my academics. I just didn't want to be um, a normal person, just getting good grades or normal grades and um, completing, but I wanted to do very well. Funny enough, I think I really forgot about <laughs> what I said concerning that seed. So uh, fast forward um, this year, July, um, I, my, answered, uh, my prayers were answered. I finished, I completed the school with distinction. I wouldn't lie about that, with three awards, actually, and uh, recognition from the president of the university. And this university I'm talking about is the best university in China, Pastor Prince will attest to that, Pastor Hoka wow. will attest to that. So it's, it's a big deal over there. So then I remember that, oh, I actually said this specific thing 
I've laid that demand on my seed and uh, it worked. Even though the journey was quite challenging, I realized that at every point in time, God came on the scene. And anytime I said, Holy Spirit, help me, he was on the scene because due to the pandemic, I couldn't return to uh, communicate with my supervisors efficiently to do the work. So practically, you're on your own. You have to read everything, understand it, and work it out yourself. All they do is just give you instructions. Okay, do this. However you do it, it's not their problem. So you need so, to say that you worked on this yeah. on your own. Oh, yes. I the did help of the Holy every, Spirit. Yes. Wow. There were times I got stuck. I wake up at 2 a.m. and I, I'm like, Holy Spirit, just help me. And somewhere, somehow, he just comes on the scene and he just opens my eye like okay I need to do this do this do this do this and I do it and my supervisors are just amazed about how I'm just sitting on my own doing everything by and myself. There were people who were back there who were not able to Oh yes achieve. and uh, one guy didn't even graduate in school because of this thing. Some of the um, topics you you really need assistance. You need, really need people that are in the company to teach you, guide you all the way through. So to be doing this uh, work remotely. And I actually, I actually had, they were, my company gave me some people in Ghana to help me do the work, but wow. they, all, they did not help me do Amazing. the work. <laughs> and I became a bit sad because I prayed that I, I never lack help. So I did not know why the help was not coming. But fast forward, I realized that it was good that they did not help me because they would have taken part in the glory at the end of the day. I boldly say that it's the Holy Spirit in me that did this whole work to this point. And I, and I, I know that it's because of the seed that I sowed. Okay, so sorry for the other two, they're a bit personal, but one is being answered as we speak. It's just wow. a matter of Life days or so weeks before maybe you'd get to see it or something like that. Then um, in 2019, God actually um, prompted me to sow in my father in the Lord's um, um, life. One thing I would say is that God brings people into your life and these people are God's stead. They are the oracles of God in your life. So if you see the massage, you get the blessings or whatever word that they pronounce on you will come to pass because this is equally God speaking to you. So I, I did that and like Brother Dominic said, you won't die. You, you will not die. I'm still alive. You will not die. I gave my all and he said powerful things, powerful things. If you read the Bible, you realize that the blessings of God are communicated through words. If you look at Isaac and Jacob, he just spoke words. These are words. These are words. But how come when Esau came back, he couldn't say those similar blessings to Esau? Words are very powerful. And like um, Elder Eben said, there are opportunities or there are windows of opportunities that come from time to time, and it's wisdom to see it and just tap into it. I always wanted to be the first person to sow into my father's life, but then I think someone beat me to it, so I think I became the second person. <laughs> I became the second person. And I learned that from Prophet Adam. He says that there is a blessing in being a first giver, because at that point in time, the person would cherish it more. As Today, if you give daddy a car, he will bless you, but then 
the joy will not be there as compared to the first person the who truth. did that. <laughs> and the blessing that you speak to the first person, that first fruit principle, the blessing that you speak to that first person, he will do it from his heart like he will be so happy. That his joy is full at that point, and he will speak from there. And I wanted that. So when when God prompted me to do that, I just did it. And the words he spoke on my life. It's just amazing, and I've held on to it. It's just a matter of time before <laughs> you see the result. And even it has started, let me see, because like uh, my brother said, what you give become the least thing that you ever receive. So after giving it, I wonder how I could just easily gather up that amount again. But somewhere, somehow, I've gathered an even more than that amount easily without stressing. Throughout school, I came back, I was saving, but as to how I was living on the daily basis, I did not stop the savings. But as to how I was living on the daily basis, I, I don't know. I, I'm not going to lie. And as to how I gathered up that money, because I'm trying to do the mathematics as to, to justify the amounts, but it's not doing. Hallelujah. So I know that there is a supernatural backing to that. Like I live comfortably. I live comfortably myself to give to other people, and I still don't stress with respect to my savings. So I know that it is supernatural. And to be able to get that money back and more, I know that the blessing has started working in Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Wow. God bless you all for your powerful testimonies. I'd like to share something about um, placing a demand on your seed. Hallelujah. I remember just this year, around, let's say, May, thereabouts. So my husband and I, we realized that our rent was almost up. We had to produce 18,000 CDs just like this. And around that time, our Father and the Lord had talked about putting God in remembrance of something you have done. And even recently, I think Prophet Adam even mentioned it yesterday that when you give, the receipt, there's actually a receipt. So I didn't even have that knowledge then, but I just worked with what Daddy had shared with us earlier on. So it was a Wednesday and then I went home and then I realized that we're supposed to pay in just a short time and we sowed a very powerful seed last year and like you said it's, it's very possible you can sow a seed and put certain expectations on it and then actually forget about what you asked for so when daddy said that I remember that I have something I can hold on to and say God you have to move I cannot sow such a seed and I'm here waiting for the money to appear. It's not possible. So I just had a little conversation with God. And at that time, um, Reverend George had come to talk about how like, you can be very upfront with God. You can be very bold with God. Tell him, God, you have to do something about this now. So it wasn't easy for God at all. I really, really told him a few things. I was like, Lord, I, I sowed a very powerful seed almost to the tune of a lot of thousands of, 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 of Ghana cities. So I was like, this cannot be happening. This is not right. I want to see the money by the end of this week. I gave God that mandate that it has to appear by Friday. I wanted to give him more time. At first I said Friday, then I wanted to push it to the next week. I was like, no, 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 I'm not going back on what I said. I want to see it by Friday. And to the glory of God, it appeared everything appeared right on time and we gave uh, we paid for our rent without stressing 
and we had more to even take care of other things in the house and like you mentioned how you even go by the day you don't even know god just supplies there's always provision we have never lacked we have not died we have never lacked look you don't ever lose when you give first of all you must know that there's nothing that you have that you have not received every single thing that you have god gave it to you everything in the world the earth and the fullness thereof is for the lord so you should even understand that what you have is not yours to begin with so when the owner is asking for his thing all you have to do is to just give it to him and believe that what the word of god says you need to believe the word of god honestly i think that's the basis for a lot of things that we've discussed here today you need to believe what the word of god says about giving he says given it shall come back to you in good measure pressed down shaken together running over and he shall cause men to give unto you so i think the end of this, um, the talk show has come to a powerful end. And I'd like to thank you all for your wonderful submissions. I have been totally blessed and edified and stirred up. I'm very, very excited for Sunday. And I believe that you are too. Hallelujah. I'd like to take this opportunity to thank our Father and the Lord for this wonderful platform and this wonderful, wonderful opportunity. Daddy, thank you for all the wonderful things you are teaching us. We want to say that God bless you and we love you. Amen. Amen. Jesus name. Wow. What a blessing. What a, what a shock. Was that not powerful? Was that not glorious? God bless you, panel members, um, Elder Zani, um, Sir Dominic, Elder Eben, and Pastor Yvonne Juvo for such a powerful discussion on on the importance of our seed. You know, I enjoyed the, the part um, where you spoke concerning what to do after you have given your seed. You know, one of the things that a lot of people um, have asked over, over the years is, um, is my seed working or is my seed going to work? Sometimes you have people complaining and talking. I sowed a seed, nothing happened. I gave this, nothing happened. I gave that, nothing happened. You know, it's, it's not about that. That's, I've ne I have never had that before. And I know people who have never had that. I know a number of people who have never had that. So if it, is not, if, it, if it didn't work, if you think it didn't work, then it means there's something you're not doing right. You know, and our panel members have enumerated a few things that I believe you need to give your attention to. One of the biggest of the things that you need to be careful of is the kind of company you keep. Okay? And I want to just... I'm enlightening you a little bit about, about this particular thing. You know, for, even before we go into anything, remember that it's, it's your Thanksgiving. One of the panel members mentioned it. It's your Thanksgiving. I mean, your seed, your sacrifice is your worship to the Lord. If you read in First Samuel, let me show you this briefly. First Samuel chapter, chapter 1, from verse 1. It says, now there was a certain man of this is a very difficult word to mention. I always skip it. Ramathim Zophim. Wow. Of Mount Ephraim. And his name was Elkanah. The son of Jeroham. The son of Elihu. The son of Tohu. The son of Zuth. An Ephratite. And he had two wives. The name of the one was Hannah. And the name of the other Penina. And Penina had children. But, had, but Hannah had no children. And this man went up out of his city. This is what I want you to see. It says, And this man went up out of his city yearly to worship 
and to sacrifice unto the Lord of hosts in Shiloh. This man went up out of the city yearly. So we do it yearly. It's a yearly thing. For what purpose? It is our worship to the Lord and it is our sacrifice. Worship for what? Worship is a worship because you're thanking God for the, his goodness. Okay? For the, the life you have. For the blessings you have. For uh, the, the strength and the health you have. If you didn't have health, you wouldn't be here. If you didn't have breath, you wouldn't be here. So it's, it's a thanksgiving offering. It's a sacrifice that we are making to the Lord. It's a worship we are making to the Lord. So that, that is one of the major things our seed is to the Lord. You know? And um, I don't think you should complain. If someone does something for you, you thank the person. So your money, your offering is a means of thanking God. Your sacrifice is a means of thanking God. Your seed is a thanksgiving offering to the Lord. So even if you, you have not yet seen um, a groundbreaking testimony or had um, some millions of dollars showing up, it makes no difference. Remember, you were thanking God. You were thanking God for what he had already done for you. Hallelujah. And it's important you remember that. So important you remember that. Okay? And like I was saying, when you give, remember to not do this. Okay? Psalm 1, verse 1. Blessed is the man that walketh not in the counsel of the ungodly, nor standeth in the way of sinners, nor sitteth in the seat of the scornful. They are those who scorn God and scorn the things that belong to God. God calls them mockers. If you read in um, Galatians chapter 6, verse 6, you see it. Let's look at Galatians 6, 6. It says, Let him that is taught in the, in the word communicate unto him that teacheth in all good things. Verse 7. Be not deceived. God is not mocked. So there are those who mock God. I gave this. I didn't see anything. Right? All this giving that people have been saying, we've been trying it. it doesn't, why are you trying it? It's a thing of faith. It's not something you try. It's something you do. Because the word of God says to do it. Hallelujah. So don't sit in the, in, the, in the council of the ungodly, in the seat of, the, of, of scorners. You know, people who scorn the things of God and say that this thing does not work. It works. If it didn't work, it's because of something you may not be doing right. And this is one of the major things you may not be doing right. The fact that you are, you are um, um, saying things you ought not to say concerning this practice that we, we do in this, in this church. Hallelujah. It's something God says you should do. And we have to honor it. It's something you must respect and honor. And, you know, um, attend to with all of your heart. It's so important. Don't sit in the seat of the scornful. If you go down, go to verse, verse 8. Galatians 6, verse 8. It says, For he that soweth to his flesh shall of the flesh reap corruption. So maybe you are sowing to the flesh. You are not sowing of the spirit. You are sowing to the flesh. You have to watch that. There are a lot of things you need to work on. And it's a hard thing. Panel, the panel has discussed that already. It's a hard thing. You need to really work on your heart. Okay? I, I've received so much. I've given so much and I've received so much over the years. It's, I, can't, I can't say it doesn't work. It works. And amazingly, I'm not the only one who has had that working, you know, in his or her life. In his life. All the people who have spoken are people who have had experiences with God along this line. Okay, all the people from Reverend George to Prophet Edem to, I mean, at a point in Prophet Edem's life, his pay was nothing. He used to work with Ministry of Health. His pay was nothing compared to the thing. Even one dress that he would wear would be more than his pay. Yes. 
you know, because of this particular principle. So you need to follow it with all of your heart. It's a hard thing. You know, don't grumble in your heart. I gave and nothing happened. If the clouds were full of rain, they empty themselves. Maybe you are filling your clouds. Bishop Oedipo gave for three years. He was giving, continuously giving and giving and giving, not complaining. Giving and giving and giving. There was no harvest. But he wasn't, he wasn't complaining. He was still sowing and giving and sowing and doing all that he was supposed to do. Giving his tithe, giving his offerings, giving his seeds and all of that. After the third year, he started seeing real harvests. Real harvests. And there are countless number of people who have similar testimonies. Similar testimonies. When, it starts, when your harvest starts coming, so don't complain. Know that your harvest is going to come. God is faithful. The, the, the panel members discussed all these things. God is faithful. He's trustworthy. He sticks his word is true. And you can depend on his word. You can depend on his word. Hallelujah. As long as the heavens and the earth remain, seed time and harvest will never cease. As you're giving, know that your harvest is in view. You are going to have your harvest. Okay? It says, For he that soweth to his flesh shall the flesh reap corruption, but he that soweth to the spirit shall of the spirit reap life everlasting. Verse, verse 9. Then it says, And let us not be weary in well-doing. This is what I want to show you. It says, Let us not be weary in well-doing, for in due season we shall reap if we faint not. So don't faint. Don't give up. Don't say, I gave this last year and I've not seen anything. Oh, I did that. I had this. I placed this demand on it and it has not happened. So forget it. It's, it's as though um, you, you, what it shows is that you don't really trust God. Do you see? You don't really trust God. And you feel God is too slow in getting some things done. What he has said he would do, he would do. He gave Abraham a promise of a child. It took 25 long years. But that child still came. And Abraham did not complain within the 25 years. He was thanking God, praising God all through. The Bible says that he was persuaded. He was fully persuaded. You need to be fully persuaded about this practice, about what we are doing, about this thing that we are doing, because it works. How, how do we know it works? Because the word says so, not even because of someone's experience, but because the word of God says so. It's a faith thing. So don't sit in the seat of the scornful. You know, don't find yourself in a company of people who talk like that. Well, we gave a seed last year. We gave a seed two, two years ago. Last two years, I sold my TV and gave it to the Lord. I've not seen anything yet. I gave my house. I've not seen anything yet. No, don't talk like that. Don't talk like that. If you gave that out of your heart and you gave to the Lord, the Lord is true. He will give you what you ought to receive. And remember what I said initially. It is your thanksgiving. Always remember, it is your thanksgiving. Start from that point. Remember that you are thanking God with what you are giving. How much is God even requesting from you? It's not so much. You see, what if um, you start giving God certain amounts or God starts demanding certain amounts from you? What are you going to do about it? What are you going to do about it? It's a trust thing. It's a faith thing. And you need to really work yourself out in, in your trust in the Lord. Okay? Kesed is the man that trusted in man. No man can actually help you. There's no man who can actually give you, no employer will give you a million dollars. Very few employers will do that for a salary, for a, as a salaried worker. You know, there are very few contracts you do that you get a million dollars. I tell you. But if you trust the Lord, he will lead you the way he wants to. And he will lead you into green pastures. Hallelujah. So he says, and let us not be weary in well-doing. 
don't be weary. He was talking about giving, giving to his servants. And he says, don't be weary in well-doing. For in due season, we shall reap if we faint not. If we faint not. Let's read the Amplified. I think it's nice. And let us not lose heart and grow weary and faint in acting nobly and doing right. For in due time and at the appointed season, we shall reap. If we do not loosen and relax our courage and faint. Have you seen it? For in due time and at the appointed season, we shall reap. So you will reap. You shall reap. There's a due time. There's a due season. Sometimes the season we sow goes into a certain time in the future. But then when you get there, you reap. You get what you're supposed to get. The Lord will never leave you hanging. You will never go hungry. That widow of Zarephath gave her last to the Lord. And the Lord honored her. The Lord will honor you. I see the Lord honoring you. Yes, especially. Maybe you've, not, you've never had any testimony. The Lord, will, you will get your testimony. Give. Be faithful with what he wants you to do. Or what he's asking you to do. Do it. And he'll honor you. Remember, the money you are going to give is not going to be used to. We are not going to spend it. It's not going to be used to, um, you know, I'm giving myself. All of us are giving. All pastors are giving. All, all of us are giving. It is for the Lord. It is for his work. So do it with a cheerful heart. Remember, God loves a cheerful giver. He loves a giver who is cheerful with what he's doing. He's, he's happy about what he's doing. Let's look at that scripture in 2 Corinthians chapter, chapter 9, verse 6. Hallelujah. I don't know if you're enjoying what I'm telling you. Yes. So it says, But this I say, he which soweth sparingly shall reap also sparingly. He which soweth bountifully shall reap also bountifully. For it says, every man according as he purposeth in his heart, so let him give, not grudgingly of necessity. For God loveth a cheerful giver. Let's read the Amplified. It's nicer. Let each one give as he has made up his own mind and purpose in his heart, not reluctantly or sorrowfully or under compulsion. For God loves, he takes pleasure in, prizes above other things, and is unwilling to abandon or to do without. A cheerful, joyous, prompt to do it giver whose heart is in his giving. Whose heart is in his giving. So on, on Sunday morning when you're coming to give, come with a cheerful heart. Come with a grateful heart. Thanking God. If you don't have anything uh, on your mind, come with thanksgiving in your mind. That I'm come to thank God and worship the Lord with my offering, with my sacrifice. This is my worship to you, Lord. Thank you for the gift of life. Thank you for the strength I enjoy, for the health I enjoy. Thank you. I mean, thank him with the offering, basically. That's what I'm trying to tell you. Okay? And don't sit in the seat of the scornful. So important. Don't. If you read in First Chronicles chapter 29, from verse 6, it says, Then the chief of the fathers and princes of the tribes of Israel and the captains of thousands and of hundreds with the rulers of the king's work offered willingly and gave for the service of the house of God of gold 5,000 talents and 10,000 drums, and of silver 10,000 talents, and of brass 18,000 talents, and 100,000 talents of iron. And they with whom precious stones were found, give them to the, to the treasure of the house of the Lord, by the hand of Jehiel the Geshonite. Verse 9, that's what I want you to see. It says, then the people rejoiced. Then the people rejoiced. They, they, if you look at this, they were, they were not placing anything on their, on their seat. They were just happy to do something for the Lord. They were thanking God with their offering. Then the people rejoiced, for they offered willingly. 
because with perfect hearts they offered willingly to the Lord. And David the king also rejoiced with great joy. Hallelujah. Yeah. So it is a day of rejoicing. As you're coming, come rejoicing. Give your seed with praises, with thanksgiving like we always do. Rejoice and give God glory for the opportunity has given to you and I to give to his house and to see his work flourish. The people rejoiced for, the, for that they offered willingly because with perfect hearts they offered willingly to the Lord. With perfect heart, not with a grudging heart, not with a sorrowful heart, not with a complaining heart. I don't know, I don't know if this thing works. No, come with a perfect heart. Knowing that you are coming to give God. If for nothing, you are coming to give God praise. It's good to lay a demand on your, on your seed. It's wonderful to do that. But always remember that is your thanksgiving to the Lord. Hallelujah. Thank you for joining us in this beautiful conference. I know it's blessed you. I have learned so much from all these wonderful men of God. And from this wonderful panel as well. And uh, I'm grateful to God for your life. I know that we are going to give God big. And we are going to raise so much to do God's work. And push his work forward. Hallelujah. Lands will be bought. Cement will be bought. Towels will be bought. So many things will be done. And the work of the Lord is going to be pushed forward to the glory of God. We'll do it every year. It's going to be done every year. If you're in this church, every year we'll do it. Every year we'll do it. It's in September or early October. I'll come and talk about the honor of the prophet as well. And I'll introduce another aspect to you as well. Hallelujah. So thank you so much for joining me once again. Um, in this beautiful service i'll see you on sunday uh, or rather if you're in thesaurus i'll see you on sunday but then whichever church whichever whichever branch you are in your pastor will be there ready to receive your offerings and um, it's good if you can send it digitally it's very it's it would be wonderful if you can send it digitally if you can't bring the cash don't worry if you can't send it through a digital means you can bring it in, in with um, in cash and receive it to the glory of god Hallelujah. So God bless you. We're expecting to do so much with what you are going to give. God bless you. Have a lovely evening. You can start giving now. Um, I think it's going to be displayed for you. So um, there's, there's a song that's going to be playing after. The giving options are going to be displayed so that you give. Uh, you can start giving your seats now into Sunday. God bless you so much. Have a lovely evening. Let's pray. Father, thank you once again for this opportunity. We are grateful and we are thankful for the wisdom that you have given us to do this all-important thing in your house. Thank you that even as we, are, we give, we are supplied for on every side of our lives. Thank you for great supply for all of us. Thank you that we all live in buoyancy. We are all living in real buoyancy in the name of the Lord Jesus. Thank you that there is no lack amongst us. We all live in, in affluence to your glory. Thank you that we are rich and through us your kingdom is built in the name of the Lord Jesus. Thank you once again for this opportunity in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. Amen. God bless you. I love you very much. Have a lovely evening. See you on Sunday with your seed. God bless you. God bless you for listening. We pray that the word of God will be rooted and grounded in your heart as you give attention to the word. Kindly follow Pastor T and Love Economy Church on all social networks for more of God's word. Don't forget to subscribe to the Pastoti podcast. Simply search for Pastoti on any podcast app, plug in, and enjoy God's word. Visit our website at loveeconomychurch.org for more information. God bless.